Pipeline Station in Compton and Willowbrook. LA Sheriff Alex Villanueva speaking today about the deputies. A 24-year-old man and 31-year-old mother and wife. She helped the other wounded deputy, got on the radio, provided medical care, got them to a place of safety because they didn't know if there was another attack coming their way. Fellow deputies drove the wounded deputies to St. Francis Hospital in Linwood, where the deputies are now recovering. Those deputies' loved ones are at the hospital, but unable to see them because of the risk of COVID-19. They had some emergency uh, surgery last night. Um, the family hasn't been able to see them today, which is tough on the family. Uh, but we've been told uh, that they're doing well. Meanwhile, a caravan of cars drove by St. Francis Medical Center to show support for the deputies. And people have shown up to pray for the two deputies who are both just 14 months on the job and have a long road of recovery ahead of them. At the end of the day, um, this is something pretty blatant, and we're not going to stop looking until we find the person that's responsible for this. And L.A. County offering a major reward tonight, $100,000 for any information that can lead to arrest, to the arrest of the shooter responsible in all of this. Again, a bit of good news with regards to the deputies. They are stable and recovering here at the hospital in Linwood. Reporting in Linwood, I'm Jonathan Gonzalez. Michael Cathy, we'll send it back to you. All right, Jonathan, great news there. Thank you. Well, the community of Compton is hurting here tonight after that shooting. And we spoke to a Marine who now helps other vets stay off the streets. This affects us as a whole city. But, uh, you know, we we always move, you know, past and toward the light. So let's just keep pushing on our daily life of just moving forward as a as as a collective. All right. Coming up in our next half hour, we're going to hear from a pastor calling for peace after that attack. Investigative reporter Eric Leonard continues our team coverage right now. In fact, he has learned that investigators are now searching for two men. Eric. Yeah, Kathy, our law enforcement sources tell us detectives those two individuals are, of course, the person that we see in that chilling surveillance video that shows a dark-dressed figure walking up to the passenger side of that sheriff's black and white, raising a handgun and firing through the passenger window. But we've learned from our contacts that their uh, detectives are fairly convinced now that a second person was involved, a getaway driver, possibly driving a black Mercedes sedan that we heard described in some of the early reports from the scene last night. Uh, that car might also be involved in some other violent incidents in the last few days that sheriff's deputies in Compton have been investigating. And so uh, are, are, we're being told tonight that that car is one major focus of the case. Hearing anything about a possible motive for the shooting? I, I, from everything we've gathered so far, it's probably too soon to say the case is moving in any specific direction. However, uh, from what we've learned, investigators have focused in on gang activity as being connected to this attack in one way or another, and specifically two Compton area street gangs that have had uh, a history of violence in the city. And in fact, uh, members of those gangs are suspected of being involved in uh, several specific incidents really within the last week that possibly precipitated what went on on Saturday. And if it sounds like I I'm being uh, a little circumspect about this, it's because investigators are closely holding all of the details about this right now as they search for those two people. We'll send it back to you. Absolutely. All right, investigators reporter Eric Leonard, thank you so much. Meanwhile, President Trump offered his thoughts and prayers for the deputy shot tonight at a rally in Nevada. He also called the sheriff and denounced the attack. Former Vice President Joe Biden also called Sheriff, sheriff Alex Villanueva and tweeted that, quote, this cold-blooded shooting is unconscionable. We have much more coverage of the shooting tonight at 1130.
All right, now to a developing situation with the Bobcat fire. Right now, that fire has grown to more than 33,000 acres, and it's burning downhill with neighborhoods in sight. Evacuation orders are in effect for some parts of Arcadia and Sierra Madre. 300 households in Arcadia are impacted by those orders. NBC4's Kim Tobin spoke with some of those evacuees. And tonight we're getting a vantage point of the Bobcat fire burning right behind homes here in Arcadia. This is the Wilderness Park area. We can actually hear firefighters cutting line with chainsaws in the hillsides here. There is evacuation orders underway for hundreds of people in Arcadia and parts of Sierra Madre as the fire continues to move through this area, burning more than 33,000 acres. The Bobcat fire quickly spreading. Helicopters making passes in the sky dropping water onto the flames and going back to refill. It's just getting larger by the minute and that's the scary part. Arcadia police driving through neighborhoods telling people to get out. About 300 homes are under the evacuation order north of Elkins Avenue and east of Santa Anita Avenue. We're hoping it's lifted soon and uh, we're hoping that you know, all our neighbors get the bed go back home and uh, we're crossing our fingers. People who have lived here for several years have been through this before. Fire department's always been here and they're going to protect me. I, I, I believe they're going to protect me the best they can. And if they can't, it's just stuff. Nearby communities remain threatened and are on evacuation warnings, including Monrovia and most of Sierra Madre. I want to reiterate as well, even if you're on a warning, be prepared. Fire and wind can change at any moment. Thick smoke is still spewing into the air, adding to the hazardous air quality as a smoke advisory is still in effect. It just rains ash constantly. Looked like it was snowing earlier. The smoke's been too thick. It goes through our windows and doors. The smoke and flames pushing wildlife from the hills where groups of deer were seen wandering in the streets. As night falls and the firefight continues, many remain on edge, hoping crews will get the upper hand and they'll be able to return home. The Red Cross has set up an evacuation checkpoint at Santa Anita Park to help anybody who might need to get a hotel room due to the pandemic. They will not be having people all together in a shelter. And the Angeles National Forest will be holding a virtual town hall tomorrow night at 630 to give any updates and answer any questions for residents. Reporting from Arcadia, Kim Tobin, NBC4 News. And firefighters are gaining some ground on the El Dorado fire burning in San Bernardino County. More than 14,000 acres have burned so far, and that fire right now is 44% contained. Most evacuation orders have been lifted, including those in Yucaipa and Oak Glen. Right now, we want to get to meteorologist David Bigger with a look at air quality throughout our area. David. And we are still looking at some air quality that's considered unhealthy for sensitive groups around much of the area. That's all this orange coloring that you're seeing. We also have some moderate air quality for portions of the Santa Clarita Valley, as well as the San Fernando Valley, and even portions of the Inland Empire. But this is a bit of an improvement from earlier today. Unfortunately, though, I think the smoke is still going to be an issue for tomorrow, just because the winds are all going to be light during the overnight hours, and we're just dealing with stagnant air across the region. So starting feature casts around midnight and going into the next couple of hours, by 6 o'clock in the morning, you you see we have a patch of poor air quality over the basin and into portion of the San Gabriel Valley, very similar to what we had this morning. We'll have to wait until we get to about 11 o'clock in the morning because that's when we'll start to see the onshore breeze and that'll push all the smoke back into the area mountains and unfortunately also the San Gabriel Valley. But this is the pattern that's going to repeat for the next couple of days until we finally get an overall change in the weather pattern. All details on when that's going to be arriving in a couple of minutes. Back to you. All right, David, thank you. Well, if you build it, they will come. Well, that's not true yet for fans at SoFi Stadium because of what else? The coronavirus. Yeah, but the team got to christen their new home tonight against the Dallas Cowboys with a win. NBC4's Mario Solis is live from Inglewood. Mario. 
Kathy Michael, indeed, they did come. Unfortunately, no fans allowed in Los Angeles, just stadium personnel, the teams, and some of their family members. Even with an empty stadium, it was a great day for the Rams, who finally have a new state-of-the-art marvel they can call their own. Here's Rams quarterback Jared Goff talking about the momentous first game ever at SoFi Stadium. It was a special day to be here and know everything that's led up to it. Obviously, know the commitment that Mr. Kroenke's made. And um, it's, it's, it was really cool to go out there and, and to, to get a win and, and really, you know, play well on all facets of the game and, you know, have big plays here, have mistakes here, but really, you know, play as a team. A fantastic way to get things started, beating the Cowboys 2017. Highlights of the win later in sports. Live in Englewood, Mario Solis, NBC4 Sports. Guys, back to you. All right. Thank you, Mario. Well, we are celebrating a Rams win tonight. We're also celebrating something else very special, and that is Fred Rogan's 40th anniversary here at NBC4. Did you say 40th? 40th. Oh, my Lord. We'll have much more sports coming up in about 15 minutes. And there's the man himself. Also tonight, massive cleanup at Graham Park. We're going to tell you why sheriff's deputies were out there this morning. One, two, three, Now get zero APR for 60 months on many of Toyota's most popular 2020 models, like Camry, Corolla, Prius, even RAV4. We make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. Proposition 15 increases property taxes $11 billion a year, raising rents on small business. And they admit homeowners are next. As higher property taxes push our costs up, family businesses will go under. Unemployment and income inequality will get worse. Our worst recession isn't the time for the biggest property tax hike ever. No one 15. Three minutes to go in normal time. Quickly, Williams takes this. advantage of exceptional offers on the BMW plug-in hybrid today. A 26-year-old airman from Anaheim was killed in some sort of military accident in Kuwait. Military officials say senior airman Jason Kai Fan died yesterday while conducting a routine patrol outside of the airbase there. Two other airmen were injured in that accident. Now, he was with the 66th Security Forces Squadron from Hanscom Air Force Base. It's in Massachusetts. The cause of the accident is now under investigation. Grand Park in downtown L.A. was closed for a cleanup operation today. L.A. County Sheriff's deputies cleared out an encampment this morning occupied by protesters and homeless people. Officials say they were offered alternative housing and other services. The Sheriff's Department says that area at the north end of the park has become unsafe after months of use by two groups. One person was arrested. Thousands of the president's supporters gather indoors to hear him speak. We're going to take you to tonight's controversial rally. In Nevada. And we'll tell you what police say an American has to do with the coronavirus spike in Germany.